And welcome to Reyema Huvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I'm so happy you're joining me today on jrootradio.com. Today, September 3rd. And yes, we are saying Silichot, those of you as Faradim, those of us who are Ashkenazim, we're going to be saying it very soon. We have so much to talk about. It's unbelievable. For those of you who are new listeners, here's what we do. We try to learn and develop new skills and tools to renew and strengthen the connection you have with your spouse. We do this not only from a social science perspective, but we use the Torah as our guide and source of navigation. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very serious. We have a lot what to do. It is before Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. There is so much work for us to do in our marriages. Where do we start? Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to continue where we started last week. I know a lot of you weren't here last week. Last week was, I guess, sort of a vacation week for a lot of you because you were transitioning. We spoke about transitioning yesterday, last time from summer to, to yeshiva, to work, to other stuff. It was a very challenging week. Last week, Baruch Hashem, I think a lot of our children now are Baruch Hashem back in yeshivas now. Yes, Baruch Hashem, our kids are back in yeshivas. A little more calm in your house, a little more, right? Most of the kids are in yeshiva. Some of you are thinking, well, I don't know, my kid's not in yeshiva yet. Okay, here's a story. What I want to start with today is a fascinating Rambam. It's funny, I was looking at this Rambam, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I really didn't want to speak about this Rambam in this class, but I said to myself, actually, no, I really do. And I looked at it, I'm like, no, this is, this is Rambam I want to start with. Listen to this Rambam. This Rambam, and for those of you who don't know, Rambam is actually Maimonides. I know we have all sorts of listeners who might not necessarily know what Rambam is. Rambam, Maimonides in Hilchot Ishut. Writes and this I'm I'm quoting you, this is from Perak Tetvav Halachachaf and I should tell you that a lot of this really is based on a on a Gemara in Yevamis um, Daf Samech Beis Ahmed Beis. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to tell you a Rambam, and you're going to hear this Rambam. And as you hear this Rambam, some of you might be thinking to yourself, "Wow, that doesn't sound right." That sounds like a little chauvinism there, or that sounds maybe antiquated. That sounds like it doesn't really have to do with us today. And for some of you, what I'm about to say might actually get under your skin. You might think to yourself, is Ramam serious about that? I'm going to ask you to please, before you come up, before we all come up with our assessment of what the Rambam is saying, we really have to hear the other part of the Rambam. But I'm going to first read you this part of the Rambam because I'm, I'm, I just want to introduce it to you and you'll see how much insight the Rambam had when it comes to marriage. I mean, the man was, we all know about the Rambam, he was revolutionary at this time. But what we don't know about the Rambam is that he had so much insight into the world of relationships. He didn't have to say a lot. He did not say a lot about it. But when he spoke about it, it was done with tremendous, tremendous insight. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, to this, I think, unbelievable Rambam, and I'm going to skip a little bit. We're going to talk about the Rambam's directive to a woman when it comes to marriage, right? All the women out there who are listening to this, thinking, yeah, okay, so what am I supposed to do about Greenfield? Okay, what do I do? What do I do? I want my marriage to improve, or it's good. I want it to even be even better. What do I do with my marriage, my husband? What do I do? Listen to this Rambam, and then we're going to talk about a different piece of Rambam, and then we'll sort of clarify what the insight of the Let's this. Okay, I'm quoting you again here. The Rambam writes as follows. The Rambam writes, he writes, hold on, here we go. The Rambam writes that v'chein tzavu al ha'isha, and so they commanded, talking about chazal, right? the rabbis have commanded on the woman in the relationship, in her marriage, mechabedet et ba'ala, that she should honor her husband, biyoter midai, a lot, a lot, a lot, v'yiye aleha morami menu, and she should have awe, A-W-E, from him, v'esa kol ma'asea al piv, and she should do all her actions through his words, v'yiye be'eneha, her husband should be in her, in her eyes, kemosar omelech, like 
a like like a sar, meaning a, an officer, whatnot, or a melech or a king. Mehalechet betavot libo. She goes in the desire th- with the desires of his heart. Umerachet kol ma sone, and she stays away from everything that he hates. Ladies, did you just hear this? Some of you might be saying, "Yeah, I, mean, I know this Rambam." Others might be thinking, "What Rabbi Greenfield?" This sounds like, like what, what is she supposed to slave away for her husband? Is that what the Rambam is saying? Definitely not. What do you mean? But he says it. The Rambam says he says he says you should you should honor him like a king, do whatever he says, and you should go according to the desires of his heart, and, and and she should stay away from anything that he hates. Yeah, yeah, slave away from my husband. That's why. Yeah, I should slave away from my husband. Is that what the Rambam saying? Absolutely not. What what do you mean? Not. The Rambam says it. Doesn't he say it? Well, that's why it's so important to hear the other part of the Rambam, right? Because if you just hear this part, you'd say, oh, okay, great. This is what a woman has to do for her husband. Slave away for her husband, right? Your wish is my command, master. No, no, it's not the Rambam saying. How do we know? Let's look at the other piece of the Rambam. When the Rambam gives directive to the man on how to treat his wife in the marriage, what does he say? The Rambam says, and I might not be quoting him verbatim, but I'm telling you, Things as, this is actually out of, out of a tremendous, tremendous safer. I think it's called um, Pirkei Torah Sabayis. I'm not sure who wrote it. I could tell it to you next week. Tremendous safer. Has very big askamis also. But in any case, like this. It says what? It says, Chovas Haish. Chovas Haish. The obligation of the man, Lechabed Etishto, to honor his wife, Yoter Migufo. More than his own body, more than himself. And to love his wife like himself. This is, one second, this is a little confusing. You told me originally the Rambam, you told me that the woman has to, has to honor her husband. Such a, sounds like an maybe outrageous way. It says, honor him like a king, like an officer. She should go according to the desires of his heart. Sounds like she should just, right? She should give him the utmost respect, right? Your wish is my command, master. That's what it sounds like, right? But if that's really so, then how come the Ramam also writes for the man that the man has to respect his wife more than himself? So one second, I'm not getting it. Who's respecting who here? Is the wife respecting the husband or is the husband respecting the wife? For those of you who just said both, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. Right, both, exactly. The wife is respecting the husband like an officer, like a king, listening to what he has to say. But it is not a one-way street. She doesn't have to slave away for her husband. It's not the way it works. She's honoring him. We'll explain in a second why. Yet her husband is honoring his wife as well. Not just honoring her, but he's honoring her, not just like himself, more than he does himself. And he has to love her. That's interesting, because Ram doesn't speak about the woman, because I didn't see this, but he says about the woman having to love her husband. He says the man has to love his wife. So, so where is this all coming from? Where is, what is Rambam saying? Rambam is like so beautiful. This Rambam is so genius, and I'll tell you why, ladies and gentlemen. I love this Rambam. The reason I love this Rambam is because the Rambam is tapping in to the primary needs of both males and females. He's tapping into it. He knows it. How does he know it? He knows it because he knows, he knows what the Torah meant with, through that we have to get married, what the purpose of marriage is, and he understands the makeup of the person. We spoke about this many times. The way Hashem created the man is very different than the way Hashem created the woman, emotionally, intellectually, through, uh, appreciatively. All the factors were very, very different, right? So what happened is Ramam understands that the primary need for the woman, and again, there are exceptions. Sometimes it, sw- it could switch the other way around. I know, I know this, I know there are exceptions, but overall, overall, not that we're trying to stereotype, but overall, this is the way it is. Because the man's, right, the name of Yitzhak Feltheim, the man's mission statement in the world is to attain, to achieve, to, to, to be able to, to fix and to build and to learn, and to be able to feel achieved, feel like, what did I do today? I feel so accomplished, I feel good about myself. It's also important for the woman. But generally, the main 
say primary for the woman is to feel loved, to feel cherished, to feel cared for. If a woman's relationships are all sound, if she feels connected to her husband, to her children, to her parents, if she has parents, whatnot, she'll feel good. She's happy. Doesn't necessarily need more, right? The woman who goes on vacation, she's not necessarily looking to do things. Some women want to do things, but they want to do it together with their husbands. So they're having time, good time with their husbands, connecting, feeling at one, feeling a bond. That's natural. That's normal. When a woman feels that, she feels good. Are there other things that make a woman feel good as well? Yeah, a woman wants to feel accomplished, unquestionably so. But she, if she just feels accomplished, she's not going to feel good. She doesn't want more. She doesn't want to feel, can't just feel accomplished. A man could feel accomplished at work. He could come home. He's fine. Doesn't necessarily need love. He feels like a million dollars because let's say he made a million dollars, right? A woman is going to need more, naturally. Of course, sometimes you have men who need more also, but naturally it's the way it works. So the Ramam knows this. Ramam says, you know what? He's giving sound advice to the wives. He's saying, ladies, ladies, your husband is an achievement-based person. He wants to feel achieved. The way he feels good about himself, fulfilled, is feeling achieved. The way he will feel achieved is if you honor him. Give him that honor that he seeks. You see, it's not, an, it's not a, a gaiva ego. He thinks he's so great. He thinks he's so cool. It's not that about the husband. It's about the husband wanting to feel achieved. And not every day he feels achieved. Sometimes he might come home and feel very good about himself. And sometimes, ladies, you know your husbands come home very grumpy. Very grumpy, right? They're very grumpy and they're all upset. And what's the matter? I can't talk to him now. Leave the beer alone. Let him go into his cave. Right? So what are we saying, ladies? What we're saying here is that the rabbi is giving us this amazing sound advice. What is Rabbi saying? Rabbi is saying, ladies, ladies, honor your husbands. Not because he's like some sort of who knows what. Because that will allow him to feel achieved. Of course, do it in a genuine way. Don't do it in a manipulative way. Do it in a genuine way. But that's going to allow him to feel good about himself because he feels honored. He feels achieved. It's a connection. And by the way, it's a subconscious connection. When a man feels like his wife is respecting him, let's say, okay, husband just came home, right? Talk about it so many times. Husband just comes home and and um, and his wife is so busy with the kids and the laundry and the dishes and she just doesn't really have time to say hello to her husband. She would love to. Or she's really stressed out. So I say to the ladies, ladies, just come over to your husband and say to him, hi, I'm having, a hor- I'm having a horrible day, but it's good to see you. And move on. You just acknowledge your husband. He feels like a million dollars. He feels like everything he did today was it was worth it just to be able to acknowledge because he's, he's fulfilling, he's achieving, he's making you happy. You're happy, he's happy. Right, husbands? When your wife gets all upset, it's like, what's the matter? Are you upset at me? Are you upset at me? What do I do? What do I do? No, you didn't do anything. You just, because you can have a hard day. But the point of the matter is, ladies, when you give your husband that honor, that respect, that attention, yes, men need attention too. When you give him that attention, that calms him down. So if you make him feel like a king, Different husbands, different ways. Many husbands, the way they feel honored is you serve them, prepare for them, sit them down, here, have a drink, I pour a drink for you. Of course, he can pour a drink himself. And of course, you had a crazy day, and why shouldn't he pour you a drink? Because you had the crazy day. I know that. But tap into his core, your husband's core. What's your husband's core? Your husband's core is his need to feel achieved. When you honor him, the Rambam is saying, honor him. Let him feel like a million dollars. Let him feel like a king. Of course you had a hard day, but if you do this, it's going to calm him down. The bear that you have in your house is going to calm down. Not to be saying the bear there every day, but if you feel like it's going to calm, it's going to make him feel achieved and feel good when you honor and respect him. It's very, very important. Now, men, for you, the Rambam says what? The Rambam says, love your wife. He says, love her like you love yourself. Same way you love yourself, Love her. You love yourself. Right, yeah, I don't love myself. You know, we all love ourselves, right? We do many things for ourselves. What do we just have? Bread, bread water, and, and some tomato sauce every day for lunch? Well, we can have a nice lunch. We can have a nice dinner. We can take care of ourselves. We can buy ourselves nice clothing. If we can afford it. If not, we treat ourselves. And even if we don't, every, there's not a, the human psychology is wired that we love ourselves. Normal thing, right? If you don't love ourselves, you don't feel good about yourself, you got a low self-esteem, and then we got issues. So love your wife like you love yourself. Give her that attention. The things that you would do for yourself, do for her. Let her feel that emotional love. Let her feel special. Let her feel cared for. Let her feel wonderful about the fact that she knows that you love her. Now, I don't know if we're going to be able to get it to this week. I know we said last week, we're going to get it this week, maybe next week. 
We're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about, you know, five love languages, Coleman, etc. But right now, we're just focusing on what the Ramah is saying. Ramah is saying to the men, love your wife the same way you love yourself. Because that's, that's her that's her primary need. That's her pinnacle. That's, that's her issue that she would like, not like, but she would feel at ease. Let's call it at ease and calm if she feels loved and cared for. We spoke about where this all comes from. It's a very deep concept. Doesn't, it's not like a, a wild, crazy need. It's, it, it comes from the way HaKadosh Baruch created the woman, the connection that Hashem has to a woman, the specialness of a woman, and how the world is trying to bring her down. And when you bring her back up and she feels loved and cared for, she feels calm, she feels good, she feels relaxed. And you know what? And this, here's another very big point, ladies and gentlemen. It has a ripple effect. It has a ripple effect on the whole day. On the whole day. Ladies, you give your husband's respect in the morning, in the evening. Let him feel smart. Let him feel like he, fi- let him feel like he figured it out. Let him feel like he achieved. It's going to calm him down. It'll allow him and empower him to give you more love. It really will. It'll empower him to give you more love. And, 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 that's, and that's an important piece. It's important for the men point for the ladies and point for the men you give that love to your wife good morning how did you sleep how's everything can i help you with something look what i got for you i was thinking about you calling her texting her right i was th- all this very 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 important so this is this is what i'm saying but i'm saying something else oh all right i want to say that, that, that i just i just you know I, i'm jumping to, to this other piece but i want i don't want to lose track here and that is, it has a ripple effect on the whole day. Your wife, same like your husband, your wife will have that good, warm, taken care of feeling. She just wants to feel taken care of. How many women out there are listening to this, right? You know exactly what I'm talking about. I just want to feel like I'm taken care of. I just want to feel like I'm taken care of. Some of you are, but some of you would like more. Some of you are enjoying it. Some of you would like it for it to continue. But you want that feeling to be taken care of, my husband. I want to feel like he takes care of me. So when he pays attention to me, he calls me, thinks about me, I feel taken care of, and that means the world for your wife, and she'll have a great day. It'll spill over to your children. Yes, it'll spill over to your children. Your children are then going to have that love, that warmth that she has naturally for the kids. She has naturally for the kids. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a circle. Though. You're creating a circle. You provide her with the love, the attention appreciation, of course, and the little things, the little small things, right? From the morning, from the morning, right? Right now, what do we have? It's 11.24, 31 seconds. We got a time here exactly, right? So, okay, so you're listening to this. Maybe it's a good idea to text your wife after the show. Hi, how are you thinking about you? So your wife listening to the show, so what? Who cares? It doesn't make a difference. So what? You're thinking about her. Even you're not, you, you have the instructions. It's a nice thing, right? It's a nice thing, ladies, to, to, their, to, to, to your husband. Of course, I would say, okay, I'm thinking about you. Maybe send them a text. You know, you're, I just want to let you know you're an amazing guy. I just want to let you know you're an amazing person. Oh, I'm amazing? Really? What am I amazing for? You're just amazing. Oh, I feel good. I feel like I'm, I'm achieving. How am I achieving? I'm making you happy. That's how the husband feels. So the Rambam says another piece over here. What does Rambam say? Rambam says, like this. Rambam says, okay. It's the obligation for the man to honor his wife more than himself. So, one second. I thought the honor bit is the woman to the man. What's going on here? I saw it's brought down beautifully in the Sefer. Give it the exact name. I think it's called Pirke Taurus Abayas. But in any case, it brings down beautiful, beautiful explanation of what this means. I think this is fast. I think this is fast. I think everybody's going to enjoy this. This is going to be really fascinating. And that is like this. Why Yosem Megufo? Yosem Regufa because like this, because what's going to happen times is that your wife is going to do something to you that's going to bother you. It's going to bother you. You know, we went through the pirates last time. I'm going to go through a little today also. Whether it's a pet peeve, whether it's an insult, whether it's a request that you asked her, she didn't listen to you, whether she's not giving you proper attention, whether she's not Sanua according to the way you feel Sanua is, right? It's a whole elephant in itself. Uh, or, right? or you have expectations of her. She didn't do the laundry or the dishes or whatever it is. And you get really upset. And you think, what do you mean? I would do it. 
I would do it. I, if I was in charge, I would take care of it. Or I lock the door every night before I go to sleep. I lock both locks. The fact that, and if I wake up the next day and I see I didn't lock it, lock it, I'll be, up, I'll be like, oh my God, whoa, whoa. I didn't lock it. That's, that was stupid. That was silly. I left, my, I left my car door open. That was silly. That was stupid. I have no problem saying that about myself, the man will think. I have no problem being upset at myself. Not that, and by the way, this is such a rationalization because like, are we really upset at ourselves? What do we do? We punish ourselves? No. We scream at ourselves. But okay. But in our mind, in our subconscious mind, we feel like I would never do that. So why is she doing that? Why is she acting that way? Why is she insulting me? I would never insult her like that. Right? I, I, I would listen to her if she asked me something. So, so I don't get it. I don't get it. Right? I don't get it. Well, guess what? That's tit for tat. That's what it is. That's tit for tat. Because what's happening over there, ladies and gentlemen, is that in that case you're saying, well, since I wouldn't do it, what she did, so I have a right to be upset at her. I have a right to be, I'm, I'm within my right to be upset at my wife because I would never do it and I would, I would be upset at myself. So I should be upset at her? I, I'm telling you, I really would be upset at myself. I'd be very upset. I'd be upset at myself. How many times might men you say, I'm so, I'm so upset, I'm such an idiot. Why did I do that for, right? So I could be upset at her. Rambam's coming to tell you, no, 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 wait. No, you honor your wife more than you honor yourself. It's a step beyond the world of mevater, the world of letting go, the world of, you know what, I'm just letting it go. I'm right, you're wrong, and I'm still letting it go. You upset me so much. You got on my nerves so much, but I'm just letting it go. I'm letting it go. I am acting like Hashem. Just like Hashem is Kel Rachum Vichanan, Hashem is all merciful and let's go. I'm going to let go too. And that's what the Ramam is coming to tell you. To honor more than yourself. Honor more yourself. Not that, your mother, not that your wife needs to be put up on a pedestal. Not that your wife needs to be served. Not that your wife needs the fur coat or the diamonds and whatever else, right? So I'm not thinking, well, you don't know my wife. No, I'm telling you, I know your wife too. That, why? Because I work with people, couples all the time. And I see all the time the women, the women many rich women who tell me, I got the coats, I got the diamonds, I got everything. But I'm not happy. Not that they wouldn't, they don't appreciate it. Of course they appreciate it. And it's, it's nice to them. And sometimes they feel loved by it. And if you don't give it to them, sometimes it's a problem because you're not giving them the emotional attention. right? How many women do we know today who unfortunately, instead of functioning normally in the house, are shopping like crazy? We're talking about online shopping today with some of the women has gotten completely outrageous. We're talking about tens of thousands of dollars a month. Yes, yes, it's tens of thousands of dollars a month. How does that happen? So the answer to that is very simple. The answer is because they're not receiving their primary need. They're not feeling loved. They're not feeling cared for. They're not feeling special. So that's how they vent. In a certain way, it might be emotionally more healthy than other ways. For the man, it could be emotionally uh, more than draining, right? I see it all the time. We're working with couples. The point of the matter is, yes, yes, of course she's doing because she's not feeling that love, that, that connection, doesn't feel cared for. And that's, that's what's happening. So the rabbi is telling you, no, you love her like yourself and you give her that attention she needs, but you honor her more than yourself. See, it's an amazing Rambam. Look at this Rambam. You first listened to it, right? My first talk about it, it's like, what do you mean? I have to slave away for my husband? No, you're not slaving away for your husband. It's not what you're doing. What you're doing is you're, give, you're providing him, him with his primary needs. When you honor your husband, the way the Rambam speaks about it, and of course, every society is different. But I don't mean that as far as Rambam, all oh, the Rambam saying is not true. Of course, it's true, very true right now. But the behavioral stuff... Depends on the societies, right? Back in those days, the way they used to honor is maybe wash his feet. Today, that would be ridiculous, right? Today, it's, it's maybe serve your husband. Maybe greet him when he comes and say, hi, it's so nice to see you. May, whatever, you know, whatever speaks your husband's language, and you know what it is. You know what it is. But not because he's like some sort of King Tut. He's the most amazing, you know. Of course, he's the most amazing, but he's not. He's the king of the world, but it makes him feel achieved. You know, I heard something very interesting, I want to share this with all of you. That's like this. The, the older people who are listening to this, I think are going to be able to connect to what I'm saying right now, much more than the younger ones, because I've heard this from old timers. It used to be that when men used to go to shul and they give out the aliyahs, right? They give out the, you know, whoever, whoever's coming up to the Torah, those of you who understand what aliyahs are, right? 
when they used to give out the aliyahs, it used to be a big battle. It was like a whole thing. Who gets this aliyah? Who gets that aliyah? Who gets, you know, who gets this honor, that honor, and Hagba and Galila doesn't mean anything. Today, it's like, hey, we still sell it, but that's not the biggest, biggest, biggest deal. It could be a small deal, but it's still not like it used to be. Why? Because it used to be most of the work that people used to do, people were, you know, blue collar, they, they, people would work, and they wouldn't get a lot of appreciation during the day. Men, I'm talking about men. They would not get a lot of appreciation. They wouldn't feel achieved. They would work and work and work. Nobody comes to them and says to them, wow, you know, you put together, uh, I don't know, uh, 200, um, you know, uh, you know, pieces of clothing, you sewed it together or this, that, and the other thing, or you worked on the, the railroad or, or whatever work that you've done. People didn't give each other so much honor, so much. Today, you know, Many of the jobs that we have, we get the appreciation, number one. And everywhere we walk, we get like this respect. You walk into a store, you know, you say there's Walmart, you walk into Walmart, they say, hi, how can I help you? Oh, yeah, how could you help me? Oh, wow, I guess you think that I'm a something. something you know, that's what man, he feels like, oh, he's a something, he's achieving. And that's why today, it's not as common yet, ladies, I'm telling you, what your husband still needs to feel achieved. And what the Ramah is saying is pivotal. Pivotal, not like, oh, it's nice. It's pivotal, really pivotal. Okay. I, I, so let's take the next step. And I just talked about last week. I spoke about what? We spoke about being mevater. How important it is. Why is it so important? Why is it so important? Why is it so important? How many people are going to Uman? Those of you listening, if you're going to Uman this year, right? You're going to the caver. It's wonderful. You're going to dive in. You're going to feel so high and inspirational. It'll be amazing, amazing. I haven't been there. I haven't been there. I've heard it's a great, great, great feeling. And your wives are letting you go. Whoa, boy, that's really amazing, right? But, and those of you, by the way, are going, when you come back, just make sure to give a lot of attention to your wife because they need it when they come back. They, you're just leaving them, right? But they let you. Wow, amazing. But you know what? You know what? It's even a, I am telling you, even a more powerful too, in a certain way. You don't believe me? Yeah, ask, ask your Rav, ask your Posik, ask your, ask your Manhig. You know what's the biggest, bigger tool? And that is being Mavatar, letting it go. When your husband gets on your nerve, when your wife gets on your nerve, and when you feel like, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe it. And, and you're so wrong. I am so right, and you are so wrong. And you still let go. You're still mevater. Called mevater al-midosav mavir and kolpeshav. Anybody who lets go on his character, they let go for him all his sins. What an amazing tool. We spoke about this last week. It's going to happen again this week. I guarantee you. Something's going to happen with your husband or your kids, by the way, or people close to you, but especially with your husband because that's the one you're having a relationship with or your wife because that's you're having a relationship on a daily basis and they're going to do something to annoy you. Believe you me, they're not doing it to annoy you. It happens. They don't do it to annoy you, but it happens. They're annoying you. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. I know it's very hard, but let it go anyways. And say to Hashem, Hashem, you see I'm letting it go. Please let go from me. Please let go from my family. Please let go from my husband. Please let go from my wife. Let it go, be mevater. Last week we spoke about that. Last week we spoke about being mevater. It's so hard. It's so hard. I want to continue that because it's so important. I was going to jump to the next thing, but to tell you the truth, this is so important. Before Yom Adin, it's so important. And what's that? And that is breaking it apart. What's annoying you? Why is your husband annoying you? Why? What did he do to you? Tell me. Tell me. What did your husband do to you? He got you upset. What did your wife do? She got you upset. How? You know how? I'll tell you how. Pirates, right? This acronym, Baruch Hashem, we came up with. And that's like this. P, pet peeves. Why? Because he's making you crazy. He cuts up the watermelon, chops it up like a butcher. Or he's drinking directly from the bottle. You told him a million times with the milk bottle. Like, seriously, you have to drink like an animal? What's with you? Or little things. Men, your wives are getting you upset because they're not capping the toothpaste or because they're leaving uh, the combs all over the place. The makeup is flying all over the place. Pet peeves, pet peeves, and it just makes you crazy. It makes you crazy. And of course, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Great. So what do you want to do? You want to feel right or you want to be right? You want to feel right? Go ahead. Go fight. Go fight away. Go insult. Go question your wife. Go criticize your question. How come? How, why are you doing this for? I can't believe you're doing it. Be sarcastic with her. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Just the way you act, right? That, is that going to help? Maybe. No. It's not going to help. It's not, I'm telling you. I guarantee. It's not going to help. The fights never get anywhere. <laughs> they don't get anywhere. They don't get anywhere. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Or insult. I insults. Your wife contradicts you in front of the guests. Like, hello, hello, like seriously, you have any respect for me, the men feel? Any respect? 
or in front of your mother or your or, or ladies, your husband insults you in front of your relatives. You want to bury yourself. Like, bury yourself. I can't believe you just said that to me. Like, hello? W- what did you just say to me? And you want to bury yourself, right? Or, or your husband implies, like, he, he just doesn't care about you. Like, he asks you silly questions. Like, he says to you, you know, did you do the laundry? I mean, did I do the laundry? You want, you're looking for your shirt that I do the laundry? Haven't you seen me slave away for the laundry all day? Like, what am I doing for the past two days, the laundry? Or what am I doing? The, whatever. Are you asking me if I did this, I did that? I, or, or did you do the dishes or whatever? Like, why are you asking me that? You feel insulted and you just want to sock it to him. You're just like, disgusting. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get upset. We get all upset. Okay, I, I want to tell you this. Okay, here's what I want everybody to do, as if this is possible, right? I want you all to go, those of you listening to me, in a car, outside of a car, in your house, why don't you go over to your car or a car outside on the street and lift it? Lift the car. You think you're going to get anywhere? Yeah, try lifting the car. Where are you going to get to? It's ridiculous. Is it possible to lift a car? No, it's not, there's no way it's possible to lift a car. That's how difficult it is sometimes to be mavater. You hear me? That's how difficult it is sometimes to be mavater. Sometimes it is so difficult to be mavater, it's as if you have to lift a car. It's just impossible. You feel it's impossible. Is it really impossible? No, it's not really impossible. That's how you feel. Just say, what do you want? Like, I have no bechira. He just makes me crazy. She just makes me crazy. That's how hard it is. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees when we're mavater. So Rabbi Greenfield, how do I do it? How, do I, how am I mavater if it's so hard for me to do it what, what are you telling me to be Mavatra? How am I supposed to do it? So I'm giving you the tricks. I'm giving you the skills. That's what this show is all about. Hopefully we'll have, hopefully have Siyat HaShemayi to give it over to you. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I feel works, what I see works. And that is number one, give yourself time. Give yourself time. You're not ready. If you're not ready to defend your spouse, then you are not ready to be Mavatra. You're not ready. You're not ready. You need time to be Mavatra. So say to yourself, oh boy, I want to give it to him. Or I want to give it to her. I want to criticize her. I want to question him. I want to be sarcastic to him. But I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. He deserves it. Oh, he deserves it. Oh, she deserves it. But I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait an hour. Yeah, I'm going to wait an hour. Why? Because I, you know what? I'll wait an hour. Rabbi Greenfield asked me to. I'll do it. I heard it. I'll do it. Hashem. I'll do it for Hashem. Because I know that's what Kaddish Baruch wants. We had this class and the radio, this and that, and I heard that Kaddish Baruch wants. Fine, I'll do it for now. You don't know. Miracles can happen in that hour. Miracles. Because you had your hats on. You had your hats on. I'm telling you, you were hungry, angry, tired, stressed about something else. There was something going on. Of course this bothers you. But I promise you, I can almost promise you, that if your husband, before he did whatever he did, he came to you and 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 romantically gave you some a beautiful rose and a beautiful card and told you how much he loves you and then and then you walked into the bathroom and saw that the light that you asked him to to change the light for three weeks he still hasn't changed it and you can hardly see in the bathroom i'm telling you it wouldn't bother you it wouldn't bother you it would not bother you because your husband's so wonderful and beautiful and amazing to you or husbands the same thing the same thing i'm telling you you ask your wife again and again could you please could you please what could you please do me a favor and I have someone coming over to you today and I want you to give him this, that, and the other thing. And she didn't, she forgot. She pick up my cleaners. And she forgot to pick up your cleaners, right? Whatever it is. And she forgets. And you feel like, I don't say I told you. Why, why. I'm telling you, men, if she would have, let's say, called you and said to you, I just want to tell you, no, you're an amazing person. I appreciate how much you do. And she was nice to you and caring for you. Uh, she fed you well. She, you, felt, you felt honored and respected. And you felt like she appreciates you. I'm telling you, guys, if you know this is true. If you felt appreciated, things would like you. You would be able to be Mavata. You'd be able to let it go. But right now, you have your hats on. You have your hats on because there's a whole world of things that happen. Right? It's a whole world of things that happen. So you have your hats on. You're hungry, angry, tired, or stressed. And therefore, because you're hungry, angry, tired, or stressed, therefore, you are so upset, so upset. I want to kill you. That's how you feel. That's how you're so upset. I'm telling you, you have your hats on and you have to take it off. You don't even realize it. I'm telling you, you don't realize it. The only way to take it off is you got to give yourself time. You can't be Mavata. It's like lifting the car. You can't lift the car. You can't just lift the car. Go ahead, lift the car. Go ahead, try. Try lifting the car. Uh, what are they called? Smart cars? What are they small, small cars? Maybe you can lift those. I don't even know if you can lift those. You can't, right? So how do you lift it? You got to be smart. You got to get a jack. 
You got to put it under the car and through leverage. And you could slowly, for surely, you could lift a whole car with a jack. How's that possible? You could do it with a skill. So I'm telling you, the same thing being mevater. Sometimes you'll feel you cannot let it go. Give yourself time. Trust me, you have your hats on. You're not going to feel it. You're going to feel, by the way, what I'm saying right now to give yourself time, you're going to feel it's crazy. But if you give yourself an hour, and during that hour, do me a favor, distract yourself. Don't think about it all the time. Sit there and see the way about your wife, about your husband. Don't sit there and like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Can't believe that. Give yourself time and distract yourself. Find something to do. Go read something. Go speak to someone about something else. Go get involved in something else. I'm telling you, most of the time, you'll forget what happened. You could just move on. But what do you mean? You have to be din and it's going to happen again. Trust me, you can let it go. You can let it go. Are there times that you don't let go? Yeah, we speak about it, but that's, that's not for now. Trust me, it's not for now. It's so far in between. It's not for now. There are times, you're right, there are times. There are times if it's a toxic relationship. Whatever. You know what? There are times, but generally... Generally, even toxic relationship, I would say, let it go. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Before Hashanah, call Mevat, tell me, those of you call Peshav. Let it go. Hashem will let go for you. Hashem will let go for you. It's like a mirror. Hashem will let go for you. Can you imagine you, you can coax the jury? Can you imagine I tell you right now, I have a way for you, Rosh Hashanah, I'm Kippur, you're going to have an amazing year. You don't have to worry about davening, nothing. Nothing. Don't worry about it. I said, if it's possible. I say, this is what you do. So I'm telling you, this is an incredible skill. Of course, you have to daven, but of course, you have to pray. But it's going to be a different prayer. You don't have to feel like, oh, boy, is that. I just did for my wife. I just did for my husband. I just let go. I completely let go. Hashem, you know I let go. You know you know good away. I let go. I didn't want to let go. So let go for me. This is true for the whole year, but especially Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Request is also. Request is also true. When it happens to request, you ask your husband to come on time and he's late. You ask your husband for money and he forgot. You try to call you and he doesn't pick up the phone. I asked you to pick up my suit from the cleaners. I asked you to go shopping. And, you didn't, and to buy me something, but you didn't. You forgot it, or you went, you got everything except for what I asked you to get. I asked you to leave me cold drinks in the fridge. You didn't, right? How come you didn't do it? Ladies and gentlemen, there are two pieces of this, okay? There are two pieces of this. The first piece of this is that I'm upset at you because you didn't listen to me. I asked you a million times. But then, then there's the recipient of the wrath, <laughs> The recipient of the wrath, right? Either your, your wife is all upset at you. She's all upset. Why, why are you getting so upset? So now I'm upset. Why are you getting so upset? So, so it's an asayon for both ends. It's an asayon for the person who gets upset. And it's an asayon for the person who's the victim of the upsetness, who's getting all upset at, right? So she's thinking, let's say she asked you to come on time, right? Because it's very important. We have a wedding time. You don't you come on time. She's thinking, why don't you come on time? I told you a million times to come on time, but what's your problem? Like, okay, fine. Just get, come on, let's go. And she's all upset and the whole, whole wedding gets ruined, right? And he's thinking, why are you going crazy? Maybe you should listen to me. You, you, you know how much traffic there was? You know what happened to me today? It's an asayon on both ends. An impasse is a test on both ends, both for the male and the female. doesn't make a difference who started it. That's the nisayon, that's the test. Are you going to let go? So maybe your wife's not letting go because you don't understand what happened to her today. So you're not getting the whole context. So she's all upset. At least you let go for her. Just let it go. Don't defend yourself. Say, I wasn't so bad. You don't understand what happened. Try to minimize the crime. Don't try to minimize the crime. Just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll talk about it later. That's not going to make a difference to her. You give her excuses. I'm telling you, give her excuses from today till the moon. You think it's going to make a difference? I have an excuse. I'll tell you why I came late. I'll tell you why I forgot to give you money. I'll tell you why I didn't buy the kids' shoes. Right? Does that make a difference? I'm telling you. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm telling you? I'm telling you, it doesn't make a difference, the excuses. It's a test. It's a test from both ends. Let it go. Later on, you want to explain your wife? You can explain your wife. Later, you want to explain your husband why... You forgot to make ice cream in the fridge? This, this man who needs his ice? Later on, explain it. But you know what? I'm sorry. Let's move on. It's, an, it, it's a test from both ends. I know it's very hard what I'm saying. I know it's very hard. That's why I say time is a biggie. Give yourself time. You see, time is your best friend because your, 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 your hormones, your chemicals is raging. This is all, you know, kafar. We are created like... Hashem creates us and it was, that's our animalistic instinct where we get upset. You ever see a dog who gets upset? You ever see a dog, a ferocious dog, gets all upset at you? Oh, rah, rah, rah. So, what are you so upset about? You calm him down? You can't calm him down. He's a dog, right? He's an animal. We act like dogs sometimes. Yeah, we act like dogs. So we have to control ourselves with something that's called bichirat chavshis, free will, and, and through that, we become connected to Hashem. See the test? It's an amazing opportunity. I'm telling you it's going to happen today or tomorrow. It's normal because we're so different, right? Or you don't get attention. 
So, oh, so let's not give excuses. Another thing about excuses, by the way, another big thing with excuses, I want to mention to you like this, with excuses, ladies and gentlemen. Don't give your husband excuses and don't give your wife excuses. They never work. I'm telling you they never work, number one. Number two, sometimes you feel that, what do you mean I have an excuse? And your husband will feel that's not true. It never happened. If we would have had a videotape, I'm telling you, watch it. We'd have a videotape. I'll show you that it never happened. Or, or vice versa. Your husband's going to give you excuses. And you'll be like, it never happened. There's something called cognitive dissonance. I'm telling you right now, our brain plays tricks with us. Our brain plays tricks with us. How many times we give ourselves excuses and we think, okay, someone, says, someone sits us down and says, okay, now, you're calm. Think about it. Did you do the right thing? And you go, you're right. I didn't do the right thing. I'm sorry. But initially, we have a million excuses. Right? And then we get upset at each other. That's why excuses doesn't work. Just, I'm sorry. And if you can't apologize for what happened, I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. If I would have known that would have hurt you, I would have never said that. There's a fire escape for you. If I would have known that would have hurt you, I would have never done that. I'm sorry. Now your spouse is still going to be upset because the rage is still there. But you know what? It's over. Now move us another direction. Talk about something else. Distract. Give her attention. Give him attention. Just move somewhere else. Distract the conversation because the logic's been there. The apology has been given, but the emotion has not caught up with the logic. You hear me? The emotion has not caught up with the logic. That's why many times after a fight, you just need some time. You just need some time. That's it. Just some time and you'll see. It'll calm you down. Time. When you're a bekas, when you've got your hats on, it's, it's forget about it. Forget about it. This is true by Torah expectation, by Torah stuff as well. You didn't dive in shachos and minyan. I feel your dress is too short, too tight, too this, too that. Stay away from this musr. If your wife will feel loved by you when you say it, then say it. If she'll feel criticized, then don't say it. Figure out a way to say it without criticizing her. And if you can't do that, same thing for your husband. If you can't do that, then yes, maybe you should get somebody else involved. Maybe marriage counselor, marriage therapist, maybe you should get a rav, a posek, and ask him, what should I do? A rabbitson. But you know what? Sometimes that's, that could also complicate the situation. I'm, I'm thinking as I'm talking to you. Sometimes if it could complicate the situation and make things worse, well, if it's halacha, then you have a problem. You've got to figure it out. got to get advice. If it's halacha stuff. Real halacha stuff I'm talking about. But if it's not, try to be mevater. If you can't be mevater for whatever it is and you, you would like it, so fine. Learn hilchas lashon haro with your wife. Learn Hilchas Lashon Haro with your husband if that's not going to embarrass them. If they're not going to feel demeaned by it, it might be a good idea to do it. I'm not saying that this should be in every case, but that might help. That might help as long as it's not demeaning, right? To strengthen. Lashon Haro might be Halacha also. Actually, Lashon Haro, by the way, could be such a detriment for someone's house. Lashon Haro could really be bad. That's something that we have to all be very careful about. And finally, expectations. The meal wasn't ready on time. Um, how come the laundry wasn't done? I see the house is flying. Um, you didn't leave me, leave me any credit on the credit card. You didn't leave me any gas. You are not working for the family. And I'm not talking about cola. It's a whole different story. Cola, the fact that people are sitting at cola learning for you, you don't stand the schos that you're getting. And obviously, this has to be arranged from before. And I'm not, you know, ask your of where you're holding in your parasha with cola. But... It's called it's a tremendous, tremendous chus. But my, my point is, and if, if you have a problem, speak to Rav, speak to a posik. The point is, be mevater. The way you mevater is to giving yourself time. You give yourself time, you'll see you'll be able to be mevater. And be down the kaf's chus. Maybe you won't be able to do it right away. But then give your, give your spouse an excuse. You know, if you want to be in a you ever go to a court case? If you've been in a court case or seen a court case, the court case does not start till the prosecutor and the lawyer is present. This is a word from Rabbi Tversky. I heard about it this morning. It does not start. The court case does not start, ladies and gentlemen, until the prosecutor and the lawyer is present. If the lawyer is not present in your impasse, in your hurt, in your story between you and your spouse, if you cannot feel that you could defend your spouse, you just can't, I can't defend her. She's just, I can't believe what she did. I just can't believe what she did. Or I can't believe what he did. Then you know what? You're not in the healthy zone of being mevater, you have to give yourself time. Give yourself time. Eat. Drink. Take care of your, your hats. Calm yourself down. You'll see things are going to calm down. You'll be able to be mevater. You'll be able to plug into this wonderful world of being mevater. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, here's what I'm going to do. We have so little time. And what I am going to do like this. I am going to give a small opportunity. We're going to try to give bigger opportunities here. I hope you have little opportunities. Hold on, give me a second here. I am going to give you, like this, I'm going to give you all an opportunity. 
like this. And we're going to do this more in next shows. I might not be able to get to all of this. If you have questions about anything we spoke about right now, questions, personal questions, text. That you text, okay? Where do you text to? 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. That's where you text. If you have something that you want to speak to me about, meaning you have feedback, comments, something you want to mention, a thought about what we're talking about, then you can call right now. And that is today, by the way, is September 3rd. We are Thursday. Yom Chamishi B'Shabbos, right? It's all Shabbos. What's our phone number here? Our phone number here is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. We're to put on some music. We have like eight minutes left. We hardly have any time to do this. But we're going to try to do this. I know this in the past, and I just, I'm not able to get to I have so much to talk about because it's so important. But you can do that right now. Again, you can call or text. Text number is 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. And the phone number here at the studio is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. So questions, personal questions, text me. If you have comments, feedback, something you want to add, something you want to say, call me, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. We'll take a little break, and we'll be right back.
Okay, welcome back to Reima Hoven. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage Family Therapy. What we were talking about is being mevater, and we're taking now your text. I'm just going to bunch them up because I have a lot to do here. So let's one at a time. First of all, I, I guess the, the ones who are asking me about Shah, I don't know why this is such a theme. Shah, ladies, I don't know what's not your husband getting so upset about what? The fact that the food is not ready on Shabbos, the meal is not ready on time. It's so funny. You'd think like, men, like, calm down and just come on. But you know what? For, for many men, it's important. They're coming back from shul. Some of them have not eaten before davening. They're coming back. It's a long tefillah. And they want to know, what do they want? They want to know, that. I tell my wife, what do I do? It happens every week. You know, some things, I, I'm not saying to me, Mavater, if it happens every week and you really can't deal with it, so here's, here's the explicit, let me tell you the instructions of what to say to your wife. It's very, very simple. It's really not so complicated for all of you men who have this issue. I see this, many people have this issue. And that is what? And that is, to go, first of all, don't make a big deal out of it. Because if you make a big deal out of it, you're going to hurt your spouse's feeling. A woman, you know, the, the Gemara says that, that a woman's emotions are fragile. They are, because the Gemara created them. You have to be careful. You can't just hurt your wife's feelings and say, oh, what do you mean you have the Shabbos meal's not ready again? Again, it's not ready? Again, it's not. If it's so important for you, and some of you don't care about it, but if it's important for you, remember, number one, connect to your spouse. Say to her, I know that you work so hard during the week. I know that you, you, you work so hard for Shabbos. I can't believe I'm actually telling you this. Because what she's, think about what she's going to say to you if you just say to her, what's with the Shabbos meal? I don't understand. She'll be like, you know how hard I work? That's all you want? All you think about the Shabbos meal? First, connect to her. Don't make such a big deal out of it. A, accept rejection. If she can't do it, fine. Listen, if you can't do it, I understand. But for me, it's so important. This Shabbos, if we can have the meal ready on time, I'd really appreciate it. That's it. I'm telling your wife, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. If she could do it, she could do it. If she can't really do it because she's coming back from shul herself, you'll sit, you'll figure it out together. Don't get upset every week about it. If something that happens again and again, don't get upset. You could speak to your wife in a nice way about it. Now, as far as pet peeves, some of you are talking about pet peeves. Funny, a lot of refrigerator issues here. One person as far as leaving the, the milk container on the edge. Another person writing here as far as, uh, as, as, as far as the ice. It's funny, we spoke about the ice. I don't know what's so important, the ice. Okay, men, men, men. Okay, I hear you, I hear you. And some pet peeves. Those of you who have pet peeves, again, don't make a big deal out of it. If you're not going to make a big deal out of it, you'll see that it will be fine. Speak to your wife. I know you probably didn't have a chance to do it. Defend your wife. I know how busy you are. You're so busy with the kids. I'm even embarrassed to ask you. But for me, it's so important. If you could leave some ice in the fridge for me. If you could have drinks cold at night. It's the summer now. I get so hot. I come home. I want to drink cold. Or on Shabbat, you prepare such a beautiful meal. I'm sorry to make you crazy. But you know what? If we can get coleslaw next week, for some reason, that's what I like. Some people have like Michigan pet peeves. So what? This is how they grew up. Or for the ladies out there, your husbands are making you crazy. Woman, right, with the, with the, with the issue of, uh, with the issue of, of, whatchamacallit, oh, we hardly have any time left. With the issue of, um, the, the issue, women who have problem with their husband, with issues not clearing the table for Shabbos. They want to clean the table for Shabbos. They ask him again and again and again. I know how busy you are, Moshe. I know how crazy you are busy. But if you could clean the books off the table, your paperwork off the table, that would make me so happy. But if you could do it tonight, give him an ultimatum. You'll see it'll change everything around. We have so much more to talk about. But we are ran out of time. If you have any questions, 917-397-2841. 917-397-2841. Have an amazing week. Gotcha.